Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know, our trusted partner, Tyrac.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Goodyear Assurance Weather Ready. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, that's the way tire buying should be. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. What up with you, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're doing great. The Doug Gottlieb Show broadcasts live every day from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection. Over 10,000 recommended installers, TireRack.com. It's the way that tire buying should be. Welcome in. Hope you're doing great. Um... By the way, we're live at, uh, in Las Vegas where uh, I'm doing some other college hoop stuff with the Mountain West Conference, the WCC. Yesterday is the Pac-12 Media Day. Uh, no, I did not. I have not gone to Sphere, although I want to, and see U2. Uh, Bayer, of course, has seen U2 at the Rose Bowl. I think there's got to be a double up at some point and watch you two at, at Sphere at, at some point in the future. I haven't gotten there my, myself. Uh, we have Thursday night football tonight. And I think, this, I think this is really interesting. It just is. That if you look statistically, look statistically at Pat Mahomes' season, and, and, and the, the records are, uh, are dissimilar, right? Where one team is 4-1, and one, one team is 1-4. and four. But Pat Mahomes this year, I thought this was interesting. I saw it early in the week, and of course now it's become kind of a talking point in narrative. Pat Mahomes is thrown for 1,287 yards. He has 10 TDs and four interceptions. Russell Wilson has thrown for 1,210 yards, so 77 yards less. He's thrown for 11 touchdowns, two interceptions. You're like, whoa. Whoa, now Pat Mahomes has completed 123 balls out of 184. Russell Wilson only 109 out of 163. So Mahomes has thrown for slightly more yards with uh, about 15 more receptions. But he's also thrown four more interceptions and one last touchdown pass. So you look at it and you're like, wow, on paper, on paper, Pat Mahomes has not had as good a year maybe as Russell Wilson. In their loss to the Detroit Lions week one of the season, no Travis Kelsey. Um, he threw a pick, 21 of 39, 226. 
when they beat the Jets, he only threw for 203. He threw two interceptions. Jets are a good team. Jets have beaten both of these teams. Uh, excuse me, they beat the Jets even though he didn't play well offensively. Other wins are over Jacksonville, Chicago, one of the worst defenses in the league. You know, they, they beat 41-10. to 10, And they beat Minnesota on the road, two touchdowns, no interceptions. And now let's do the same thing for us. Give the same Russell Wilson a treatment there, right? So Russell Wilson uh, against the Jets, he was actually more efficient. Two touchdowns, no interceptions. Against the Dolphins, one touchdown, one interception. They were down big. They got beat 70 to 20. They lost to Washington. He threw three touchdowns, one interception, although only completed 18 balls. They lost to the Raiders to start the season. And like Russell Wilson, excuse me, like Pat Mahomes, three touchdowns, no interceptions, kind of stat padded in a comeback win over the Chicago Bears. I, I think here's the deal. If you look at the world of sports through a box score, this is what you're going to get. If you look at the world of sports through a box score, you're going to go, hey, you know, it's not Russell Wilson's fault. Now, Russell Wilson's had some fumbles, some fumbling issues. But what these stats don't tell us, these raw data stats don't tell us, is what you do on third down and must have it. What would you do in the fourth quarter? You know, did you, in these losses, did you rack up stats when the game was gone? I mean, look, even the Bears stats, they were down big and came from behind. And the Bears defense is awful. Awful. Um, When they played Washington, Chase Young didn't play. When they lost to the Raiders, the Raiders aren't great, but it was, you know, game one of the season. I think my big takeaway is this is why people say numbers never lie. Of course they lie. They don't give context. You know, stats are, they can definitely be beneficial. But much like analytics, they do not tell the end-all, be-all, every bit of the story. Football, especially playing quarterback, is not just about your stats. There's a leadership component. There's a protecting the football component. You know, there's a timing element to it. And, and also, it maybe it points out even more so that, hey, Mahomes hasn't been great this year, that they've been bailed out a little bit, right? Kelsey was at a catch last time, haven't played the toughest schedule, didn't have Kelsey to start the season, gives him a bit of an excuse with the Detroit Lions loss. But I, I, there's just, despite the stats, you won't find anyone who, who evaluates in the NFL that thinks they're in the same solar system, let alone the same ballpark. Not all stats are the same. A lot of who you played, how, did you play well, did you play poorly, and how you played at what moments and time in the game are, are as telling as anything. Um, and... You know, look, he's playing for a quarterback-friendly system. He's playing for a guy that has made, helped make Drew Brees into a first-ballot Hall of Famer. And even then, the performances are a little bit uneven. Right? They, they just are. Um, because the, the, the two statistically outstanding performances are the Raiders and the Bears. Those are two of the worst teams in the NFL. And, yes, he had three touchdowns against Washington. Uh, He had two against the Jets. Uh, But they played really well early against Washington. And then um, he got one touchdown pass 
on a Hail Mary. You know, so it's like, yeah, he's got one more touchdown pass. One was a Hail Mary. It counts, but does it count? And this is also one of those games where a lot like the Tua and Herbert discussion of last year, I'm guessing you're going to walk away from this game sitting there going like, how could we even statistically compare the two quarterbacks when one is so different than the other? The Russell Wilson thing is, it's the opposite of so many. Most other guys that leave one place after a long time end up being beloved in their new home. You know, like, I don't know where how Aaron Rodgers, how that ends up, but as of now, beloved. Tom Brady, obviously beloved. You know, go back. I mean, Joe Montana, late in his career, went to the Chiefs, Beloved. Very interesting, whereas I don't know if part of it is he uh, just most of it is he didn't play well. But some of it is, you know, kind of the cheese ball antics sort of deal, you know, where he tries to be Mr. Everything to everybody. But isn't it interesting that if you look at the raw stats, the old fashioned old school stats, he's to make the argument Russell Wilson's having as good or better a year when his team is clearly not. And if you've watched the games, you're like, he's better than he was. But I wouldn't say he's good. I wouldn't say he's good. Like, if you did, did a breakdown of quarterbacks in the NFL, you know, and you tried to figure it out. I mean, right now, in terms of yardage leaders, it's Tua, Kirk Cousins, C.J. Stroud, Matt Stafford, Josh Allen, Sam Howell, then Pat Mahomes. You know, you don't get to Russell Wilson until it's, it's at he's 12th. If you go by QBR, QBR, Brock Purdy's number one, Josh Allen two, Mahomes is four. Um, you have to go a little bit further down the list to get to uh, to get to uh, Russell Wilson. Uh, Russell Wilson in QBR is twenty-two. In overall rating, Russell Wilson is, and again, this is in quarterback ratings as opposed to others. He's actually number four. So his stats are all over the place. He's taken 15 sacks, which is uh, one of the most in the league. Sam Howell's got 29, which is just crazy. I mean, he's on, on pace to be sacked over 100 times. And Justin Fields is at 20. Other than that, he's right there in the bottom three, bottom three remaining in the league. Go ahead, Dan. You, you've seen Russell Wilson throughout his entire career. What's your take on Here, how he's actually playing? Here's the toughest thing that I think about Russell Wilson's season. And you're right. Some of the stats um, a little bit inflated because of where they were in the games. Uh, there's the the Hail Mary that you're just throwing up and you get you know 50 yards of yardage on that and, and add a touchdown and now you're over 300 yards. All of that is true. What I think is so difficult for Russell Wilson is Sean Payton comes in, and what do they want Sean Payton to do is turn Russell Wilson into Drew Brees? Or is it to make Russell Wilson Russell Wilson again? Or do Bronco fans want Russell Wilson to beat Peyton Manning and do what he did? Left his old team, came to the new team, and then led them to the promised land. Like There's, there's so many different moving targets, if you will, on what Russell Wilson is supposed to be. And I think once we actually settle down and figure out what it is, because the fumble that he had against the Jets, I even said it with you on Monday. That's not something Drew Brees does. 
that may have been an unfair comment by me because that is something Russell Wilson does. He's just not as quick as he was ten years ago in doing it. And so I, you know, I think it's it's so difficult to really, really judge him with a team that just really isn't good and it doesn't seem like the pieces fit what Sean Payton wants to do. Um, and and so that's what I think is is interesting about Wilson is that he at least has put up some sort of numbers where it hasn't been a complete fail and hasn't right. been the sole reason. But I also then look at the other side of things when you're talking about Mahomes, and I wondered what this Taylor Swift thing was going to do, and I actually think what it has done, it has made us not talk about on how poor of a start it would be, despite being 4-1, and one, for the Kansas City Chiefs to start the season. There's been one game that they have played that they were dominant, and it is likely against the worst team in the NFL. Yeah, no, no doubt. That, that's that's a great point. It, that it's actually it's been a good distraction for the Chiefs. So we not point out the fact that and and you and I have talked about this. They're not that talented. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just not. They they have three elite level players. Their line is pretty good, although they hold a ton, right and. You know, their their right their right tackle lines up in the backfield because he can't get get off quick enough. You know, he just does not have dudes to throw to, and while their defense is pretty good, it's not like it's dominant. Yeah, they're just wildly dependent upon upon Pat Mahomes late to bail him out with Travis Kelsey. Like, that's their team. Yeah, and they also benefit from, and other teams have done it, it's not just the Chiefs, they've benefited from the, well, they're the Chiefs, they'll figure it out. Yes. And and sometimes that is correct. Like, it does happen, and there's nothing you can say, well, look, they just they figured it out, and maybe they have earned that. But in the first five games of the season, I don't know how, you know, outside of what the record is, if you could look at Kansas City and be like, now that's a that's a top notch Super Bowl level football team because they've been pretty average outside of what they did to the Bears in that game in Week Three. You know, it's interesting is they have a pretty soft little run here. They they play the Broncos, right? Then they play the Chargers at home. Then they play the Broncos on the road, and then it gets real. Granted, these games are at home. Dolphins, Eagles before, and then Raiders, Packers on the road aren't great. Bills at home. So their next three really difficult games, you would think, Broncos, Eagles, and Bills are all at home. Play the Bengals at home as well. So they, they, they do not have as challenging a schedule as you would think, considering they're Super Bowl champions. They won their division last year. Um, just the crossover games they end up. For example, Chargers in the same division, you know, second-place schedule, they get the Cowboys this week. Whereas the they they'll get the Eagles instead in in their kind of crossover. The, the funny thing is too is like you mentioned the Eagles. The Eagles are five and zero. They've played a bunch of close games uh, so far this season, and we are saying, man, what's kind of wrong with the Eagles? Right. You know, not not wrong, but I think you know, like there's, geez, they the Commanders played them tough, and Ron Rivera, you know, maybe should have gone for two and would have beaten them. Rams hung with them for a half. Uh, you know, the the Vikings, Kirk Cousins actually played well when they played in prime time. Like it has been like for them, they're they're five and zero and unbeaten and we're in the Super Bowl last year uh, with Kansas City. But we say, all right, yeah, well, the Eagles maybe have stumbled a little bit despite being four and zero, where the Chiefs are four and one. And we aren't talking about how average they've looked against the Jets and losing to the Lions, who are a good team. Um, but, you know, could have. Could have lost to the Vikings. So, you know, it was a close game. And- yeah, it, it's hard because 
uh, we we're, both of us, I think, talk out of both sides of our mouth, right? Like, we're like, look, they figure out a way to win games, which is all that it's actually about. And both the Eagles and the Chiefs and other teams, you know, it's like the Chargers figure out ways to lose games that they, they should right well win. And there is something to that, and you do give credit to both the teams um, and the quarterbacks for that. On the other hand, we can also point out, man, they should look, they should feel a lot better than they do. But as much as they should, I mean, all right, well, compare them to the Cowboys, compare them to the Bengals, compare them to the Bills, right? And, and, and some of their uneven performances. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Just a Gottlieb show, Fox Sports Radio. If you like using debit or credit card, don't you think it's time to get rewarded? Well, you can with Discover Cashback Debit. It's a checking account that rewards you with cash back on everyday purchases with no fees, period. Check out eligibility in terms of discover.com slash cashback debit discover bank member FDIC. Uh, let's welcome him in. He's a Hall of Famer, also a friend of the show. He, he desperately desires to be a basketball analyst, but we're going to talk football mostly with Warren, uh, Warren Moon, who joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Warren, let me start with tonight. Um, let's go with Russell Wilson. Of course, you saw him a ton with Seattle. He really badly struggled last year with Denver. This year, statistically better. The wins haven't followed. What are your thoughts on how Russell's playing so far for the Broncos? You know, Doug, he really hasn't played that bad. Um, you know, if you look at his numbers, I think he's 11 touchdowns, only two interceptions. Um, but I think 
some of his turnovers have been untimely, and that's been a problem. I think the, the fumble we had last week at the end of the ball game, where they had a chance to win it on that last drive, was a huge turnover, even though it wasn't an interception, but it was a turnover. And I think he had an interception in the first game against the Raiders, where they had a chance to win that ball game too. So even though he has not uh, played that bad, he's had some timely uh, errors. And then, of course, you know when you're playing with one of the historically worst defenses, that's not going to help you as a quarterback either. But, of course, being the quarterback, he's going to take a lot of the criticism, especially after after what happened last year and the, and the way they uh, the way they played on on offense last year. So. Uh, it's just a tough time for Russell right now, and hopefully he can fight through it. What about Pat Mahomes? I mean, they've, they've had some uneven games. He's thrown some picks. Statistically, he's thrown you know, twice as many picks as even Russell Wilson. Uh, what do you think of Pat Mahomes, how he's played so far this year? Can you repeat that? I said, uh, what about Mahomes? I mean, they, they haven't yeah. been as dominant this year. How do you think Pat's played? Yeah, I think he's uh, he's done well with what he's had to work with. You know, he's got a lot of young receivers, and uh, he's had a lot of drop balls this year. Um, you know, Travis Kelsey, you know, has has uh, been double teamed a lot, so he's not hasn't been able to get him the ball as much as he wants to. But you know, some of those young guys are going to have to step up and make some plays for him. They run the ball pretty well. Their defense is really playing good, but uh, they're not the explosive team that they've normally been. They don't have that guy on the outside yet that that has uh, really you know, kind of taken over that mantle. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see if that happens later on in the year. Hopefully these young receivers will start to grow up as the year goes along. Are you a buyer into Brock Purdy? Man, Brock Purdy, uh, he's been very impressive. You know, I, I watched the guy for two years at uh, Iowa State, and I was really impressed with him there because – he didn't have a lot of talent around him, but uh, I think he did have the the, uh, the running back from 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 the Jets, um, uh, Bryce Hall, I think it is. But yeah. other than that, he you know he didn't have a lot to work with, but he he was very impressive in in the Big Twelve and did a good job. So it, it's not that it's not surprising me that he's doing well here with the 49ers. He did play a lot of college football. I think uh, in Shanahan's offense, he really schemes things up for his quarterbacks, whoever they are, to make the game a lot easier for him. And then when you have that much talent around you, it makes it a little bit easier as well. But he's still having to make those throws. He's still having to take care of the ball. He doesn't have an interception uh, this year. He doesn't have a loss in his career in 10, 10 starts so far. So he's been very, very impressive, no question about it, and uh, very mature. Um, a guy that's you know playing with a lot more um, – you know, a lot more maturity than a, than a second-year quarterback. All right, back with Warren Moon. He continues to join us, the Hall of Famer, the legend himself, joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Um, okay, so Dak goes into San Francisco, didn't play well in the playoffs last year, all motivated, all fired up, and they just they get dominated. He throws some more picks. Uh, why does Dak struggle against San Francisco? You know, some teams just kind of have your number, uh, Doug, and uh, they know how to play you. And, and some of it's mental, I'm sure. I think, Doug, I mean, I think Dak went into that game. You know, he made some comments. This is one of the, you know, the biggest games of the year. It's more than just a regular season game and all those different statements that he made. I think he put more on this game on his shoulders than he should have. And then when, when things got tight um, later in the ball game, he started making some forced throws that got him in trouble and he started turning the football over. But... Uh, I think San Francisco is just a team that knows how to play him, and 
he had been playing really good this year up until that game. So it's unfortunate, but again, sometimes matchups are, are bad matchups for you. And I think San Francisco against uh, Dallas is a great matchup for San Francisco right now. Let me, let me ask you one more. We're having a little bit of connection issues with you, but uh, I know it's not, not your issue. Let me, let me just ask you real quickly. Daniel Jones, can you fix that if you're the New York Giants? You know what, Doug? They have got to get him some protection. I mean, the, the guy is playing like uh, I played when I first came in the NFL, where I had a very young offensive line, and uh, they became talented later on. But I was running for my life, and at a certain point, you just start looking at the rush more than you're looking downfield. You're trying to figure out where can I escape? How can I get away from this pressure? And that's the way he's playing right now. He's not playing like a quarterback that's very calm in the pocket. Uh, he's playing like a guy that's really duress and uh, and like I said just looking for places to escape so he can avoid some sacks that game he had 11 sacks against Dallas that night there could have been 15 um, because of the way he escaped sometimes same thing against Seattle so uh, I feel bad for, for Daniel right now because he's not getting the protection he needs to be successful and, and you know he hasn't had Saquon Barkley a, a running back with a little bit of a threat for the defense so it's all on him right now Warren, you're the best. I appreciate you joining us. Thanks so much for being our guest on Fox Sports Radio. All right. Thanks a lot, Doug. Great talking to you. And it's the best year. The best part of the year is basketball. It's coming up. All right. We're, we're going we're gonna to do it. Next time we're chopping it up with hoops. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we, you know what we got to do is we got to do Warren on the hoops pod and just talk all hoops or on the in the bonus pod because that, that dude, he watches and studies the, the NBA as much as he studies the NFL. It is the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. It's interesting. You know, it's like... It's easy to say Daniel Jones stinks when we're like, dude, every time you drop back, you're under duress. At some point, show me the escape route. You know, show me the escape route. Some fascinating games this weekend in the NFL. You know, like like games that you think you'll start to get a sense for. Cincinnati, for example, welcoming in Seattle. You know, Seattle, 3-1. and one. They've already had their bye. Cincinnati, we think. Joe Burrow's talking about he's... Feels like he's more healthy. That's a gigantic one for Cincinnati. You, you don't, Cincinnati, you get to, you know, when you get to two and four in that division, you still had divisional games. Um, Ravens, Titans. Ravens, Titans. Colts, Jags divisional matchup. Well, do you, I guess here's the question. Uh, the, the big question at the end of the year is going to be, what do you do in New England? Right? Isn't that the thing? Because the Patriots aren't good. They're just not. Now, I don't know if they can win in Vegas this weekend. Uh, the Patriots have the Raiders on the road, the Bills at home, the Dolphins on the road. Th- that does, does not look like good matchups for them. And even if you win this weekend, you know, you're staring two and six dead in the eye. Yeah, two and six. You still have to go to Pittsburgh, still have the Chiefs, still have to go to Buffalo. Another one with the Jets, who you did beat. So what's what's likely scenario, best case scenario, is somewhere around a 500 record if they can get it going, if you can win this weekend. And remember, the Raiders, as much as I don't think they're great, with Garoppolo back, they did just beat the Packers. They almost beat the Chargers without Garoppolo. Uh, lost in a close game to the Steelers as well. They've been competitive. I just, I don't see it. Byron, let me ask you, do you think 
they fire Belichick or they find a way to get him, especially as close as he is to Don Shula's record? Right now, I would tend to say no. But the last two weeks make it look like it's going downhill fast. And we've been on the Red Zone show these last couple of weeks, the Cowboys game two weeks ago with New England when they were losing 38-3, to and then we're on the heels of their loss to the Saints. It was an early game, but we're obviously talking about it for a team that lost 72-3 to combined over the last two weeks. And You just mentioned some of the matchups that they have where it may not be getting better. And then I, I saw something on social media. It's how much does six Super Bowl wins get you, um, you know, as a head coach after that final one? And it's, you know, four or five years, you know, at, at most was the, uh, the post kind of tongue in cheek in being what the future could hold for New England. So in saying all that, Doug, I think the bottom would have to fall out for New England. But... If you're Robert Kraft, you kind of have to put the screws to Bill Belichick. And the, the one thing that I thought maybe they could do, and I think that if Belichick did it, it could be an eye-opener. Remember what Nick Saban did to reinvent himself in Alabama? You know, it wasn't a good old boys club. He's like, all right, you can't just win with defense. you got to have an offense. If we're going to get the best players, they might as well be on offense and defense. Yes. And guess what? Look at who's been his offensive coordinators. You know, Bill O'Brien, yeah, obviously, uh, you know, had a stint with Alabama after his time with the Texans and now, you know, back with the Patriots. But you also had Steve Sarkeesian there. You know, you had Lane Kiffin there. He's gone out of his comfort zone. He's gone out of the box in doing so. Maybe that's what New England has to do. Maybe that's what Bill Belichick has to do. Find somebody to come in there and not just give it to Matt Patricia or bring back Bill O'Brien or do something, but you've got to do something to make it, you know, to do differently in New England. Um, so I, I, to answer your question, I know it's a long answer, but I don't think that they will fire him if they end up going 4-13. and 13. If they just keep on getting blown out, blown out, blown out, and go 3-14, and 14, uh, that's a different story. Then I think maybe a change is needed. Yeah, I mean, like most most NFL games are decided by a touchdown or less, and they got humiliated the past two. And uh, like, let's see what happens when they go down to Miami, a game that was actually close week two of the season. So I'm I'm super intrigued to see what how it finishes. My guess would be just just a guess, right? Out of respect for him, you go and you go, hey, look, we're bringing in some somebody else to do player personnel. Yeah. We're bringing in somebody else to do player personnel. This is not working. And it's it's a way of being, again, it's going to be confrontational, but a way of being non-confrontational. You're the greatest coach we've ever had. We just want to help you out. We're going to put less on your plate. This is what we're going to do. We want to get you to Don Shula's record. Um, but that roster is just not good. Like, I watched the Saints game, and I know it's very easy to be critical of Mac Jones. But, you're like, nobody's open. Mm-hmm. Nobody's open. They're just not open, and I don't know. I, I don't know how you can be so critical of a young player who, you know, does, drops back and has nobody to throw to. Correct. And one of the things that Brady would do is Brady. Brady would only force it to maybe Randy Moss or Rob Gronkowski. Right. He was not going to force it to Dion Branch, you know, or Troy Brown. Um, Wes Welker and Julian Edelman obviously made their hay, but you know who else made their hay? Guys like Kevin Falk, 
James White out of the backfield. Because Brady would always just go to, to the weakest part of the defense. And if it was option five, it was option five. And they would move along. And so when you're Mac Jones and you can't get to options three and four or, or possess the uh, threat level that a Tom Brady would to a defense – yeah, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to force footballs because guys aren't getting open, and you're not gonna be able to break it down. Teams aren't as worried, you know, about Mac Jones hurting them. So, yeah, the same recipe of what Tom Brady used to, you know, do on offense doesn't, uh, you know, doesn't work with Mac Jones because he's Mac Jones. Yeah, it's it's a it's a great play. I, I mean, I go ahead. I'm sorry. No, the yeah. other thing that I that I had, I had heard so much was Tom. Uh, Peyton Manning would always look for the perfect play against the defense. So you would see how the defense is, know what the defense is doing, and then audible to the play that he felt would work. Brady would take the play and just find where the best matchup was and just throw it to that guy. Yeah, take what the defense gives you. Yep. Take what the defense gives you. No, no question. It, it's going to be interesting because I, I said this last week. I mean it. I think that Belichick, even probably this year, they probably end up winning five or six games, which kills them in the draft. Kills them because they'll still compete down to the end instead of laying down, win a couple of games, get the number one overall pick, you know, yeah. and, and completely rebuild, which is what just about everybody else has done. I, w- I want to play for you something, and, and allow, we can all ruminate and, and circle back on it. This past weekend in England, the Jags beat the Bills. And there was a sideline shot of Stefan Diggs throwing a bit of a fit. What was it over? People speculate that it was Josh Allen and that Diggs not into Allen. Allen doesn't work hard enough, et cetera, et cetera. Here's Josh Allen on his wide receiver's antics. I know a lot of people are throwing different ideas of what he was mad at on the sideline. You know, he was mad at himself for running the wrong release on a route. He's a competitor. He's a fiery competitor. I'm tired of hearing all this nonsense from people because there's a lot of guys in the league that have that same fire that don't get talked about. But he's a lot of our juice on the sideline, you know, making sure that the offense is staying up and, and as energized as possible, and we feed off of that. So for better or worse, he's, he's up, in, up in guys' faces, and he's making sure that we have as much juice as we need, and he supplies that to our offense especially in times when we need it. He doesn't get the burn that he deserves there. Frankly, that kind of ticks me off when people want to say stuff about him, but we'll keep that all all that internal here. Okay, so, Jay Stu, you heard something that I didn't hear. I heard, you know, he's mad because it's the wrong release on, on, on a route. You, you think Josh Allen's actually throwing him under the bus? No, 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 no. This isn't my opinion. First take to an entire segment today on Will. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. 
Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Will Stefan Diggs be traded before the trade deadline? And I'm like, that's curious. It's based on a theory that remember in the offseason there was that whole to-do and yeah. Stefan Diggs was they canceled a practice and he was let go and there was some some kind of I don't know rumor of discontent between him and Josh Allen or whatever and then this is Josh Allen the quarterback being the first person of the week to address this situation in other words Stefan Diggs has not addressed it uh, the coach hasn't addressed it you have Josh Allen being the first person to to offer up an explanation for what was going on and under the guise of him being like, I'm sick of hearing all the rumors, he says he was pissed off at himself for not running a route right. That has been taken in theory. At what an odd thing to do. Like, if someone was going to admit to that, it would be the actual player, but he hasn't admitted to it. So it, this is an example being used as maybe even more of, um, I don't know, a, an example of discontent between the two of them. Yeah, I don't... That one I don't see. I think it's pretty easy. He was actually defending his guy, going like, you guys are acting like he's mad at me when he's really just mad because he ran the wrong release. That's really it. But are you hearing the same thing, or are you, are you, do you hear something else? I, I did think it was odd. I did think that it was a unique calling out of, uh, <laughs> of why Stefan Diggs was mad. That did hit my ear wrong. I'd actually wanted to talk about this earlier, but I, I was unable to because John Ramos was in the restroom at the time, and so he couldn't turn on my mic. But I wanted to bring this up earlier in the show, but he wasn't here at the time. So if you think that I'm, you know... Throwing him it, under the bus. Yeah, that's... Yeah. that. <laughs> no. Throw him into the toilet? <laughs> it was... That's, that's kind of like what it was. It was just... It, it, I mean... It was I think weird. You, I, I, yeah, I, I, I didn't. I, again, I could be wrong. I didn't hear it that way, and I, and I do know that there have been a lot of these stories about the two of them not getting along. About his, you know, with Diggs is mad because he doesn't think that Josh Allen works hard enough, you know, in, in the film room. Would, uh, would it have sounded better if he said, "Yeah, Diggs was mad because I, I threw a post instead when he ran the slants, just whatever it was." Like, doesn't that come off better? No, I think it comes out better when he's like he was just mad at himself for running the wrong release. Oh. I thought I think Stefan Diggs should tell us when he's mad at himself. That's the not problem. Not Josh Allen. Yeah. The, the problem is that Diggs hasn't didn't offer it up first. Okay. Okay. That doesn't I, I guess the question is did Diggs have his own press conference or is that only the quarterback? He did speak this afternoon, so Okay. Okay. Coming up next on the Doug Gottlieb Show, we're live at thetyrack.com studios. Aaron Rodgers isn't working right now, but he's still making some cash. How so? We'll tell you next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Right-handers pitch. Swung on. Belted. Deep right field. And it's long. Gone for Harper. 
A second deck free run home run for Bryce Harper. Progressive makes things even easier. They help you bundle your home and car insurance together. So you can save on both or more at Progressive.com or call 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. That's from the Phillies Radio Network. Let's get to the press. The press. Danny B, press me if you will. All right, guys, here it is. Who was right about how Stefan Diggs would feel about Josh Allen's comments? I think Jason and I were on the side that Allen threw Diggs under the bus. Dougs, you didn't hear anything malicious in Josh Allen's comments, correct? Yep. Is that fair and way? John of- was in the bathroom. John was in the bathroom. <laughs> Here was Stefan Diggs meeting with the media about what Josh Allen said earlier today in 48 seconds of interesting audio. Well, I mean, obviously I'm thankful to have a quarterback that I have my, have my back in every instance, especially considering uh, – People don't know what's going on in, on the sideline. They're not on the sideline. I mean, people don't hear. People just see. Um, and it's easy to react however you want to draw whatever conclusion you want from what you saw. Um, but as a, as a player on this team and as a leader on this team, I hold myself to a very high standard, and people don't understand that. You won't understand that. To a lot of people in the regular world, I mean, I consider it to be a game, and it is a game. I just don't play about this game. You know what I'm saying? I take it. I take it to heart. Um, I give it everything I got, and I'm very hard on myself. So, um, obviously, I'm thankful to have a quarterback to have my back and someone that understands, somebody that's out there, somebody that plays the game of football. I think Doug wins. Doug, Stephon Diggs takes Doug's side of things. There you go. There you go. I don't think there's much ambiguity to it. So, I, I, look, I, I understand that he can speak for himself, but I just, I again, I think in the context of this one, he was just like, it's no big deal. And what he could have said was, it's no big deal. Trust me, it had nothing to do with anything other than something that he was upset about. And he'll tell you about it. But I don't... Uh, yeah, I, I understand we're super sensitive towards anything between the two because of the reported beef. I just didn't hear anything there. I'm, uh, I'm playing like the Dodgers in Ofer because I was off on that one. I also told you a little while ago, Doug, that I think Bill Belichick should maybe do what Nick Saban did and go outside the box. Well, Saban told Pat McAfee today that uh, Bill Belichick is someone who showed him how to make hires. So wrong about that one. McAfee also calling a reporter a rat after a New York Post piece stated that McAfee's show pays Aaron Rodgers millions of dollars for making his weekly appearance. Yeah, and, and I've seen some people come to actually one person. Is that Joe Pampilia or whatever the guy's name is? Like, oh, it's everybody pays for guests. Like, no, they don't. And reoccurring guests, occasionally they'll get a little change in their pocket. Not to that level. Now, it does happen, and the, and, and, but we don't do it here. McAfee did say that he takes care of his people, even pointed out that in the first season, because of how good uh, you know Rodgers had been, gave him a big check, and that Aaron was uncomfortable with it. But McAfee said, no, here you go, have this. No, 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 no. That's, that's like when somebody chooses to pick yeah. up the check. No, no, I can't. He said it was for 450k. Was for Aaron Rodgers. I don't even know how to write that out on a check. <laughs> <laughs> four, Mine's usually 451. Four, yeah, yeah, four, so. <laughs> four, four hundred uh, and fifty thousand and zero zero one zero zero cents. Yeah, could have been Benmo. Zell. Probably that's probably a Zell one. For just the microphone icon. That's, that's the press. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. Who do you like tonight? I'm going to take the Chiefs to cover. 
Yeah. Chiefs to win, Chiefs to cover. Um, all right, I'll give you my I'll give you my pick. Upcoming in in the bonus podcast is live top of the hour. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. I'm Katia Adler, host of the Global Story. Over the last twenty five years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.